Uh, thank you, Richie, and thanks, team. And there's <laughs> some powerful words there to share, and thank you for leading us um, through that time. That's uh, great. Um, I'd like to invite John to join me up here on the stage. Um, yes, good. Um, hi. Hi. There you go. Oh, yep, we work. Fantastic. So what's your name? Uh, John. Excellent, John. And what do you do, John? Which is, which is which is a funny thing to say because when you say what do you do, you know, you could answer it in lots of different I ways. I can answer it many different ways. But I think ways. you see what I'm getting at there oh, with that question. I do, Brendan. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I'm a pastor, just yes. like you, but mm-hmm. I also work full-time for Baptist World Aid, which is uh, uh, Australia's second top um, NGO agency in the world at the moment. Australia's second top NGO agency. Correct. Baptist yep. World Aid. That's humble right. little Baptist World Very Aid. Very humble Baptist World Aid. Is maybe not as humble as we thought because it's number two when it comes to Australian aid development organisations. Although God's been doing some amazing things, yep. especially over the last 12 months, and we're very thankful for our government, even though it's just changed overnight. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it will continue the same way. No, that's excellent. And if you haven't met John before, you, 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 you'll probably have because he's been here quite a few times. It's great to have you here sharing with us, John. But uh, say good day to him later because he's got, got lots of good stories about lots of things. And actually, you'll, you might hear some stories as he shares with us in a little bit anyway. Um, and um, so just a couple of um, more curly questions if you want, John. Um, someone once told me that Jesus said, the poor you would always have with you. So therefore, there's no point in doing anything about that. Uh, how would you res- respond to someone who would say, you know, that Jesus said you always have the poor with you. So therefore... You know, don't bother trying to help the poor, just save souls. What, what, what would you respond with that? Look, I think the best way to answer that question is you just look at the life of Jesus and what Jesus did. I mean, he taught us to look after the most vulnerable, those that don't have a voice. Yeah. Um, so many incredible examples through Scripture. I mean, the New Testament is just littered with looking out for the poor and showing justice and walking in mercy as well. Um, And I think the best verse that I would probably go to just back that one up is obviously in Mark 12, uh, I think it's verse 30, to love the Lord your God with all your heart. But it it goes on with the second is to love your neighbour as yourself, which includes the poor and the most vulnerable. Excellent. I'll give you a a, like 90% mark for that response. That's pretty good. No, no, no. No, that's excellent. Yeah, and that's that's a great, you know, the, 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 you know, story of what it means to be a Christ follower is says yes we're, we're, we're concerned with the whole person if you know what I mean yes we're in people's eternity but also um, we want to see God's kingdom um, uh, be at work in, the, in our communities around us um, and that's something that we're actually interested in here in this church in that we are we want to be a church which is outward looking involved in the community and I mentioned to you before we've got a, a ministry across the road there in a, a housing pathway program where we come and uh, give a cup of coffee in Jesus' name. That's very exciting. Um, something that we're um, that we're looking at. It, we'd love to expand and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, what I think is interesting about Baptist World Aid is that uh, you're a Christian organisation, and yet you attract a whole bunch of uh, government funding and funding from different areas. And just wondering how you guys are faithful in being able to represent Christ well, but then still be eligible for a whole bunch of assistance from, you know, funding sources from governments and things like that who aren't always that, you know, generous with giving to Christian organisations. Can you speak to that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, look, that's a great question. And probably the best way to answer it, I mean, if you look around um, this whole amazing world that we live in, um, it's the Christian schools, the Christian hospitals um, that basically have created this space to look after the most vulnerable and, um, and that's, of course, true here in Australia as well. 
the government recognises that and they can see what Christians actually do. And I think us being his hands and feet, which is the most important thing, and I just even love some of the, uh, the worship we did uh, just a moment ago, that which actually spoke into that. And um, we've got to be the light on every hill. And the thing is, no matter where the darkness is, I mean, the darkness picks that up pretty quickly. And we're speaking into the hearts of so much. So the government looks at what we do. Um, and with Christian organisations such as ours, uh, with the process and, 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 and the different legislation, things we have to do, they see the outcome, they actually see the integrity, and so they actually want to support more and more, which is great. Cool. Excellent. So uh, we want to be people then, just like following your example then, of, of, of uh, people of integrity and to see the, the good works that we do and so that people who know nothing of God might see it and praise his name. Um, very good. Um, so excellent. So I might let you talk for a bit. Are we okay with that? Yeah. You are okay with that? Awesome. Um, now, do you want to talk to your video first? I think we do the video first, if that's okay. okay. Yes. And we'll go from there. Okay, excellent. So John's got a video to show us, and then uh, it's all yours, mate. Thank you. Great, thanks. Conflict. Environmental crises. COVID. It's a perfect storm of disasters right now one experts say will push millions of people into extreme poverty. That's living on less than $2 a day. I can't even buy a cup of coffee in Sydney for $2. And to be honest, the news can feel overwhelming. It's heartbreaking to know mothers in Afghanistan are choosing whether to sell a daughter or feed their other children. That drought across parts of Africa will mean literally millions can't farm their lands or provide for their families. And it can be overwhelming watching COVID steal opportunities from children for school or jobs for their parents. But it doesn't have to be this way. No matter what's in the news, we know God is at work in the world caring for those affected by conflict, environmental crises and COVID. He's invited us to join him and we do that alongside 38 local Christian partners in 18 countries. I'd love to introduce you to some of their stories and how they're responding to the most vulnerable. We're encouraged to see that when we help a child learn to read and write, we actually help an entire family get a little bit, a little bit less vulnerable. Our partners' uh, responses are focused on the highest risk areas, mostly refugee settlements and people living in ultra-poverty. This is our call, is be the light in the midst of the surrounding darkness for the people around us. We don't count how little or how small we can contribute, we can share. What is important is our intentionality to help. And that is actually sparking the, the hope of those people who are experiencing uh, difficulty. We understand that uh, whole world suffered because of COVID-19. But in this difficult situation that Australian partners and churches open their hands. So this support and prayer help us strongly to continue God's work. And I say, yes, we are stronger together work our partners do is so encouraging and it happens when God provides through his people people like you এখন আমাদের গ্রামে বিভিন্ন ধরনের সমস্যা আছে যেমন শিশু শিশুদ্রম শিশুদেরকে নিয়ে অনেক মাঠে 
प्रशिक्षण मानसमेंट Your support means a better world for children and for their parents. You see no matter what's happening, we at Baptist World Aid still dream of a world where poverty has ended and all people enjoy the fullness of life God intends. Please join us as together we create a better world for all. Thanks, guys. Just a small technical hitch there.、Uh, Brendan showed me something fantastic as I came in. I got very excited, but it just crashed on me.、Uh, so, and the rain stopped at the right time. But first of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me here this morning, and the worship leader and your worship team. I just want to say thank you so much.、Um, one thing I love about my role is I get around Queensland every weekend somewhere in the state. And、um, one of my favourite things is worship. I used to be a worship leader myself, and、um, it's just great to be worshiping in so many different churches and different styles. So thank you so much. It was great.、Um, and also, Nat, I just wanted to say your comment before there he is waving me there in the middle.、Um, I used to be the family community development pastor back at Riverlife, which is a very large church. And one of the things we spoke about with our vision and mission was to have that intergenerational、uh, blessing on our church. And so I just want to endorse that.、Uh, there is nothing better than passing the baton, and、um, we can learn so much from each other, from whatever age group、um, we actually represent. But again, thank you so much for、um, having me today, and Brendan and Nat. And、uh, it's like I said, just a wonderful. Experience to be with you. I don't know if we have. Yes, we do. I might just try something here. So, if it doesn't work, I've got this one going here. I just have to turn, make sure I'm up to the right slide. But since I visited you, which was over 12 months ago,、um, so much has happened globally, and we know for a very、uh, big fact that COVID has had a profound impact on everything around the world.、Um, so many countries, and there's so many things that we've faced, and. There's inflation and there's war. There's all sorts of things that are going on. So the world seems to be turned upside down, in many ways. And this is where Baptist World Aid has been making an incredible difference to create a better world for all. Primarily、um, due to the thanks of churches such as Kiwana Waters and the churches around Australia. I just want to report back have been incredibly、um, sorry generous over the last couple of years. But the most thing that we value most of all. Is your prayer?、Um, I don't know how much you believe in miracles and 
signs and wonders. And, um, but I know that when we pray, amazing things happen. And so I just want to, I know this is a praying church, and I just want to encourage you to continue to do so because that's where we see breakthrough. I'll pop this slide up here, um, and before I talk into that, we are Mission Month. And um, I've got a huge mission background, and I think I've shared some stories with you in the past, and I just love what happens out there. I've been all over the world. I've been very blessed to go to many, many, many places. And currently, you may not be aware, but there's estimated to be roughly around about 440,000 missionaries out there, um, of which about 140 have got the same theological, evangelical background as we do. And we just need to keep praying um, for these missionaries. Um, there is so much happening, and, and, and I think I have in the past referred to 8 billion people actually living on this planet. And, uh, you know, when Brendan asked me the question before about the poor out there, I mean, it is estimated that probably three-quarters of this world have a lower living standard than what we do, if not um, higher than that at the moment with what is happening. So... Um, eight billion people on this planet and um, out of that eight billion uh, every one of them is made in the image of our loving father and what I love about that is that they're made in the image of our father and yet everybody is uniquely different now when you really stop and think about that how big does that make our God it's pretty amazing just mind-blowing to think how big God is and his love and he remembers every one of them he knows everybody by name, and he loves everybody equally, just the same. But I just wanted to put this slide up here with you. I've got the right one there. And uh, two weekends ago, it was Mother's Day. And you're probably thinking, why am I referring to Mother's Day two weeks later? I think every day is Mother's Day. Don't you agree, mums? Yeah, I've got a few nods. Great. And uh, look, I lost my mum about 12 weeks ago, and uh, yeah, that's very sad, but um, I know where she is, and she's rejoicing in heaven with my dad. And I just sort of reflect back, and I think, you know, of all those precious things that mums do, especially mums with faith, who actually guide, lead, and um, protect kids, and uh, uh, a real strong anchor in the family. But I mention the mums because um, at Baptist World Aid, our focus is actually on the most vulnerable. And I popped this picture in just to show you some faces from around the world, different cultures, different, different clothing, different looks. And yet every one of them is absolutely amazing and everyone has a story behind them. And it is estimated that there's roughly 2.2 billion mothers in the world. That's a pretty big fact. And um, so we need to just celebrate them well and truly. And I was thinking about mums and I was thinking, well, what's a good verse that we can attribute to mums? And I was praying about it and I came up with this one here, which I think a lot of you will just agree. And it just says in Corinthians, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it does not, uh, sorry, it is not proud, it does not dishonour others, it is not self-seeking, it is um, not easily angered and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And it always protects, always trusts, and always hopes. It always perseveres. 
I thought that was a very uh, appropriate verse because those that 2.2 billion mums out there that are doing that in their own way and in their own culture. Let's see if that works. I'll just go on to the next one. It may not be uh, good. But I just wanted to pop up this verse. And um, it's in Isaiah. And also thanks for those Bible readings and Isaiah before. Very powerful. In Isaiah we read this. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers and in the desert. We just watched um, uh, that short video. And um, with that short video, it sort of just gave us a bit of an idea of what is happening with our community development projects around the world. Some of the struggles that our Christian partners are actually facing at the moment. But the fact is that God is doing a new thing constantly. All right? Sometimes I love using the term, God is a God of the messy. And where there's mess, I know that God is changing lives. God is restoring. God is actually moving. Now, this is happening all the time around this incredible world of us. He does have a plan. And guess what? Each and every one of us here in this room, we're all part of it. We're all part of it. Before COVID hit, the cycle of poverty around the world was percentage-wise was actually decreasing, which is sometimes hard for us to understand. Unfortunately, it has been turned upside down. It's now plunging an extra 150 million people, at least, they say, into extreme poverty due to COVID. It's also estimated that there are over 3 billion people, and these figures were taken 12 months ago, and we're just waiting for new figures, and they say they are very sure it's going to increase dramatically. It's put at least 3 billion people into the world that don't even have clean drinking water at the moment. Such things as soap, which you and I take for granted here in Australia. I don't remember which way to push this one here. There we go. Actually, I might skip over that one. And the reason um, I just wanted to put that in because we do a lot of work in so many different countries and uh, this month is what we call... Uh, sorry, next month is what we call matching grants. And I know this church, I want to say thank you for your support because you supported our matching grant program over many, many, many years. And... Um, so I want you to meet this lady here today because I sort of had a bit of a theme with women at the beginning. Her name is Judy, and I love her big smile. She lives in Kenya. Um, now, Judy, I know there's a lot of writing in that. And I'll just run through that. Um, Judy is 34 years of old age, all right, nice and young, and has four children already. Right? She farms a one-and-a-half-acre property in Kenya, She's growing maize, green grams and beans for household consumption and surplus for sale. She's also being taught how to practice poultry and goats for extra income. And before Judy actually entered the Baptist World Aid program, she actually struggled to feed her children, often going without food and clean water supply for days. Now, I've been into Kenya and I've actually visited a lot of these projects and to actually, you know, quite often you look at um, one of the pictures I had up before with Judy smiling. I'm amazed at how they always look. Their clothes are clean, they're always smiling. 
and yet they have very little. It's a different culture, different place, and some might even say a different time to us, but the reality is that these people are incredibly thankful and they do live day by day. Judy actually says uh, this, my life and that of my family were in great despair, Judy recalls. I could always cry alone praying to God and asking him to help my family. I can now say thank you. Thank you to God for he has answered my prayers. That answer came through the wonderful work through our Christian partners in Kenya who, because of our community-based approach there and our coinciding development programs, organised community agriculture training workshops for the likes of Judy. I'll just keep going here with the slides. I hope it works. It's just a little picture of uh, the kids there. Um, She said that she realised she could harvest enough crops for both household consumptions and surplus for sale. She was taught soil management to boost fertility on the farm and established terraces to conserve soil and water. These programs also provided through kids' clubs associated with the local evangelical church education and leadership management programs. The kids are taught Christian discipline, uh, sorry, sorry, discipleship uh, through Baptist World Aid sponsorship. And I think I've mentioned uh, the last few times how a lot of these projects work, and I'd love to share more of that with you later if you want to ask some questions. In these villages like Judy's, we've also set up things like microfinancing and a banking system uh, that they're actually in control of. Judy also, with the money that she managed to raise, um, managed to not only support her kids, but do little things that we take for granted, like electricity, buy solar panelling so, um, sorry, paneling so that she had light at night so that her kids could actually, um, actually study. But Judy actually wants to thank most of all the Australian uh, people and the generosity. And so there's many chances that you can get involved. And this year with our matching grant, um, we're actually normally, or the last two years, the Australian government has been incredibly generous. For every dollar that's been generated to support a project such as Judy's on, they were giving up to 10 times the amount for the last two years. Now, sadly, that's not quite the same this year because it changes every year um, what the government does. But we're absolutely incredibly blessed because this year it's still five times. So for every dollar that's generated, they match that five times. And that's just another thing we've got to be very thankful for our government. Even though it's changed overnight, we know that it will continue. Uh, We need to keep praying for our government and our leadership, um, especially when it comes to programs like this. Um, I have in the past explained a little bit... um, Here we go. Uh, A little bit about who we are and what we do do. And um, I'm just going to pick a couple of these things here. But currently right now, um, Baptist World Aid, you may not be aware of this. Now, I mentioned to Brendan that we do actually um, sit in the second position here in Australia. And the thing is, um, it is something that we are proud of. So we've been around for 63 years, started off actually in child sponsorship, but child sponsorship is only a very small process um, of the programs that we actually run around the world. We're also now the largest 
Baptist international aid organisation in the world. A lot of people go, wow, that's a pretty big thing to have. And again, yes, we're proud of it, but the thing is we, we tell you that because it actually gives us the chance to work with uh, all sorts of other Baptist organisations around the world, build alliances, bring our programs into other countries, teach other massive NGO organisations on some of the processes that we go through. The government fully supports us um, also because of the programs that we're taking abroad and training others out there in the field. Currently, we, we are working in 18 countries. We're doing 73 projects, and we work with about 38 different international partners. And um, Now, that shifts and changes all the time, um, but I just thought I'd run through some of the current things that we're doing, which is really important uh, to give you the scope or the idea of what we are doing outside community development projects. Um, at the moment... Um, one of the biggest things we're doing is working in Ukraine. Now, I'd like to just run through some facts and figures about Ukraine because even at the beginning of this, I had no idea of not only the impact that we were having, but also the size of the church and the number of brothers and sisters in Christ that uh, we can feed into and support at the moment. Um, in the Ukraine right now, so we have this disaster appeal we've been running for the last two, three months. Today, Ukraine, actually, this might um, be quite staggering to you, it's estimated that there are more than 2,800 Baptist churches in the Ukraine. Now, just to give you a scope and understanding of that, um, it's approximately 1,000 churches just here in Australia. Um, they have approximately around about um, 300,000 people who attend the churches. They have a membership of over 110,000 people. The Ukraine is the largest, oh sorry, second largest in the world when it comes to theological college for the Baptist movement. And they're things that we don't normally hear about. It's estimated that up to 71.7% of Ukrainians actually have a Christian faith. Today, Ukrainian Baptist churches continue to be um, among the largest Protestant denominations in Ukraine, and the country has the second highest number of churches in the world. Ukraine Appeal currently has been running for the past eight weeks, and you would have seen in the news that there's been over 10 million Ukrainians actually uh, being displaced and fled their homeland. There's approximately 400 mil, sorry, yeah, 4 million people who've actually crossed the borders and are classed as refugees into countries such as Poland and Hungary. And the UN situation, uh, sorry, the, and, and as the situation continues, the UN expects up to 4 million Ukrainians will be dis, um, uh, displaced permanently. Baptist World Aid with the Ukraine, we're working directly with the churches. So 60% of the funding that is raised actually goes directly in helping the church, their immediate needs, supporting the pastors, equipping. It's also working on the borders with the refugees, supplying PPE gear, um, anything that we can do from food to shelter and safety. So if you're interested in 
supporting the Ukraine. It's on our website, or you can see me after. Um, but we need to just keep praying for that country. But some of the other work we do, and um, we've touched on it lightly with a few other services, is working in places with refugees, such as Afghanistan, Lebanon, with the Syrian crisis. We're still working very um, hard in Myanmar, but we're getting pushed back because of a lot of the security issues and some of the safety things we have to consider when it comes to the people on the ground there. So I would really ask you to keep praying for the refugee work around the world. It's incredibly tricky because that's where the children and the women are most vulnerable when it comes to the sex industry or uh, into slavery. And um, so, again, we're putting things and working with governments and legislation, and this is a work of advocacy that we do. And some of you might have heard of advocacy. We do a lot of that in Australia. And, again, talk to me if you're interested, but we have groups forming all over Australia where they're working directly with the Australian um, government, we're resourcing um, other NGOs and organisations here in Australia. Uh, we're working directly with the churches there. And of course, we've also mentioned with advocacy, we've also got 400 retailers now that have come on board with our ethical fashion guide where we have a voice and push you guys to have a voice to make change when it comes down to garment workers out on the field for equal rights and fair pay. One of the other things that Baptist World Aid is doing at the moment is actually working with environmental care and creation care. And, um, and I know that over the last 6, 12 months has become a greater issue for us all. And I think that could have been even witnessed last night with the politics, that a lot of people are very aware of what is happening to the environment. And this kingdom we live on right now is to be looked after. And so um, it's something that we would really encourage you to be involved with. And uh, I'll talk into that now if we can make this one work here. Uh, we have a new product. Uh, no, first of all, I'll just mention this. Um, if you want to know how you can get involved, I've mentioned a few things. But first of all, all we really ask for is prayer. Um, we know that when we pray... Our programs are financed regardless. God provides the money. Um, so keep praying for us. Um, child sponsorship has been struggling over the last two years because of COVID. And I know this church sponsors quite a few kids. And so we want to say thank you so much for that. But if you haven't sponsored a child, consider it. I have some kids up there that would love to um, have your love and support and prayers. And can I say to grandparents out there, um, I know I don't quite look old enough, but I've got quite a few grandkids. Um, and there is nothing greater even as grandparents to uh, sponsor a child for their grandkids um, and take your child on a journey. I know that um, I used to go over to Africa a fair bit and I used to visit my kids over there. And I know that my children from a very early age got used to these, not only these, just these photographs on the fridge, but they got used to and heard the stories and used to do the journey with their adopted brothers and sisters over in Uganda and Kenya. And I think that's a valuable thing for kids these days to go through, just to be taught and learn a couple of things on what it means to live in another country, and it can be done through child sponsorship. As I mentioned, the Ukraine is definitely somewhere that we could um, always 
um, have support. But this year, as I said, and that's why I told you a little bit about Judy, um, there are thousands of Judys out there in these community development projects we run. And the thing is, with the matching grant, um, yes, it is multiplied by the government, but you're not just helping Judy, it's a whole family, it's a whole community. And uh, I'd love you to talk to me more about that. But there's something else that um, I'd like to bring up. It's called Better World Ambassador. And it's a new program that we've actually just started only in the last three months. Now, we're incredibly excited about it. And what the Better World Ambassador... Um, yes, it is a, a, another way to give to Baptist World Aid, but for us, it's a way that we're keeping you informed. We're keeping you equipped. We're actually getting you connected with other churches and like-minded programs. So when you give through this product here, it's as simple as this, is that we keep you posted um, very much so on where that giving is going and how that is actually uh, working to change lives and um, bring that um, uh, poverty cycle to an end. Um, but we also see this particular tool as a discipleship tool. It's somewhere that we can actually resource you. So we resource you directly. We actually help you go deeper with God and grapple with poverty through a gospel lens. And, um, and that was a great question right at the very beginning, Brendan. You know, um, you know, what does it mean? The poor are always going to be with you. Yes, they are. I guess it gets down to a definition of what does poor mean? Um, poor with material things. Um, the list goes on. Could it be poor spiritually? And we see it at Baptist World Aid as our mandate to actually um, have the opportunity to be Jesus' hands and feet, to be the salt and light. The thing is, too, with this particular um, um, ambassador program we've got there that you're connected. And we're trying to connect churches who are like-minded when it comes to advocacy in your own community. Um, I mentioned love your neighbour as you love yourself as the second uh, greatest commandment, as Jesus says. Um, the first thing we say is to go out into your community. And again, it, it's, it's just been wonderful to hear what you guys do uh, for the homeless around here. Um, I would just encourage, first of all, this is your mission spot where God has taken you. So I continue to pray with you for that. So I'd like to probably leave it with you with that uh, this morning. I do have a couple of tables there that we can talk it through. I know I'm looking forward to the next service too. I believe I'm getting interviewed by the kids and half the time you don't know what you're going to be asked. It's um, always exciting. But most of all, um, I'd like to just pray before we go into the next thing, Brendan, um, but, uh, and pray for this church. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you to everybody at Kiwana Baptist for your love, your support and your prayers. So Father God, we just, uh, we just come before you now and we just want to thank you for what you are doing in this world. And uh, sometimes um, compassion fatigue is a word that's been bandied around the place at the moment because there does seem to be so much going on. But, Lord, at the same time, um, there is so much going on with your kingdom, with your work. And, Lord, I don't only pray for our organisation or this church. We pray for all churches. We pray for all organisations that are being your hands and feet. And so, Lord, we just pray now that, um, you know, for this church... 
We want to thank you for its heart. We want to thank you for its mission, for its vision. And so, Lord, we pray a very special blessing here on the pastors and um, the people of this church who go out on a daily basis. We ask this in your name. Amen. Thank you, John, uh, for that uh, excellent uh, you know, presentation about what, uh, what it looks like for the, the people of God to be at work in the world. And I just love some of the stuff there that talks about being um, better world ambassadors and how it's a lot more than just a transactional kind of like, oh, I just give some money to a thing and that's fine, if you know what I mean. Because I think God is asking more of us than just a uh, token sort of financial stuff. I think God wants us to be um, engaged relationally, relationally um, with some of these uh, things, because I think that um, just being a, a, or just to make it a financial tra- transaction, I think God wants to engage our hearts a little bit more than that. So I love the the idea of being a, a better world ambassador, where you're informed, you're equipped. It's actually part of your discipleship journey, um, and not just uh, something that you might give money to, but something you're actually uh, you know about, something the people's lives that you're actually caring about, people that you're praying for, and I think that is able to you know better form us into who God would have us be. So uh, thank you, John. Thank you for all of that kind of stuff. And there's a variety of ways that you can actually engage in this space, whether it be through, as John was saying, advocacy or uh, giving money. But uh, try to you know, spend time with God and thinking about how am I best to announce your kingdom and partner with others in that being uh, a thing in this world. And for you, that might be something very, very local, something very, very international, a, a bit of both, all of the above. What it might look like, um, as as Richie was uh, led us in earlier, you know, I surrender all. Uh, that that sense of being fully surrendered to God and and getting Him to you know you know tell us what He would have us do and and the needs He would have us meeting in the in our communities, both locally and internationally. So, thanks, mate. So, ask questions of John later. Um, you can ask questions of me later, but I might not be as helpful as John in this kind of stuff. Uh, but that would be cool. Richie, can you uh, bring the team back and uh, have us a song to finish up and then we'll have some morning tea and uh, yeah, share more because uh, yeah, the worship of God doesn't stop when the music stops. Uh, we uh, continue to be the people of God, uh, sharing with each other and helping each other along our faith journey. So um, yeah, that'd be great.